This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 843 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you, one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Smokey Branneman from Horseman Services in Greenleaf, Wisconsin, where he raises and trains quarter horses of his own, trains youngsters and remedial horses for his clients, and teaches clinics around the United States. Today, Smokey takes on the prickly topic of hackamores versus bits. And we'll get right to our training tip after this shopping tip from equestriancollections.com. Hi, Glenn here with the Horse Radio Network, and I am with Debbie from Equestrian Collections with the Equestrian Collections Product of the Week. Hi, Glenn. You know, every month I try and uh, find a unique product to feature, something um, that I think is really cool or that I have used or a good friend of mine has used. And this month, um, I'm featuring the Amigo Fly Rider. Now, I was on a trail ride the other day at a wildlife area that is very buggy because it's down along the Rappahannock River. And I saw a lady wear, using one of these on her Belgian. And I said to her, do you like that? And she said, absolutely. It has made a world of difference with how and where I can ride my horse. And so a little bell went off in my head and I said, let's look into this. And sure enough, it looks like if you have a horse that has some problems with bugs or, again, it's uh, fly season out there on the trails or in the ring, uh, if a horse is, especially some of the thoroughbreds that are real touchy about things like that, this is apparently fabulous for that situation. And um, from what they tell me, this really works. So if you're, I have people calling me a lot and they say, oh, my horse is, you know, what fly spray to use in the ring. And I'm thinking this might be the answer to a lot of people's problems, particularly seasonally, you know, when they, during the fall, early, late summer, early fall, and those big bugs come out and um, might be stinging your horse on the trail or even in the ring. This might be something that you should look into. It's the Amigo Fly Rider. I know we would have loved to have that during greenhead season when we lived in Massachusetts, which was in July for about three weeks, and you just could not go outside. (laughs) Yes, and I'm thinking, you know, you're in Florida, and this would be perfect for, I'm sure it would help with mosquitoes. This lady just couldn't stop talking about how what a difference it had made in her horse's life and her ability to use him. So I thought, this is what people need to know about. Very good. The Amigo Fly Rider. Now, if they could only get it that it actually covers the human, too, we'd be in good shape. (laughs) We're working on that. (laughs) Questioncollections.com, Amigo Fly Rider. And I would like to welcome back once again to the Horse Tip Daily Show, Smokey Branneman from Horseman's Services Limited, my go-to guy for horse training tips. Uh, Today we are going to answer yet another question from a listener, and this one is just a little bit of a uh, can of worms, so we'll see how it goes. Alrighty. This listener writes, which is better, a hackamore or a bit? Now that's a loaded question if ever I heard one, Smokey. Yeah, well it can be because, you know, there's a lot of different uh, opinions out there about which bit is better or or you don't need a bit at all, and you 
can ride with just a halter or ride with a bozelle or ride with a mechanical hack or whatever. And, you know, I have a little chapter in my book that's called You Don't Need a Bigger Bit, You Need a Bit More Knowledge. And <laughs> I, I guess all I can do is add a little bit more knowledge to this question and and try and try and give you my opinion on, on what I think of them. And basically, there isn't, there isn't a better bit for any particular purpose. It's how you use that bit and how well your horse is trained, which is going to depend on how well your horse responds to something. All of my horses will ride in a rope halter or they'll ride in a bozelle or they'll ride in a, in a snaffle bit or they'll ride in a shank bit. It just depends on what I'm doing at the time or what I'm trying to get accomplished and how well I got those horses trained up to the point to where they're ready to transition between a snaffle bit or a bozelle or a shank bit. So really, in my opinion, one is not better than the other. They all have a purpose, and they're all used for different things. When I start young horses, I start them in a stiff rope halter, which is, which is kind of the equivalent of a bozelle, but it still offers me the lead to be able to do the groundwork with and tie a set of reins and ride them in the arena or ride them in, in the round pen for four or five rides before I transition into a snaffle bit, which is a real mild training bit in order to, to further along their training and their responses to my leg and, and my body language and not, and not have to really get tough or get a bigger bit in their mouth to get them to turn or do something. And once you get through that process, then I might transition back to a rawhide bozelle and ride him in that for a bit, which changes the points of pressure that I'm using to direct the horse and, and give them the opportunity to learn a different way to turn or stop or back up. And then I might go back to the snaffle and then go on to the shank bit, depending on what I'm doing with them. So it, it really is not a, a, a question of which is better, it's which is better for you to use based on your experience and how tough you are on your horse or how hard your hands are or how soft you are and how well you can get your horse to respond to the different kinds of things that you can put in their mouth or put on their face. Like so many things in the horse business, there's no black and white. So can you, could you give me an example for you personally of a job that you would definitely use or definitely not use a particular piece of headgear is there a case where you go you know when i'm doing this with a horse i pretty much don't use that headgear is it is it even to the point where you can make those kinds of generalizations well for me as a trainer you know if i bring in a problem horse that's having a tough time that's having a tough time um learning how to respond and they're and they're used to running through a bit or, or they've gotten so hard mouthed or so tough that they fight everything, I might go with something that's not in their mouth. I might go with a bozelle or a rope halter so, so that I'm able to muscle them around a little bit more and change those points of pressure that they're not typically used to fighting against, you know. Mm-hmm. So that might be my, my head stall of choice for a problem horse where I can pull them around a little bit more and start getting them to loosen up and soften up without having to put any more pressure on their mouth and get them harder mouth than what they already are. Okay. That makes now, perfect sense. As uh, as far as running between a bozelle and a, and a snaffle, they're both mild 
forms of training. They're using two different types of pressure. The bozelle is using primarily the nose and the jaw and the sides of the mouth, or the snaffle is using more on the cheek and on the jaw if, if you pull in a certain direction. And a shank bit is really made for a horse that's already well-trained well and well-taught to respond off your leg and your other aids and not have to use the pressure of that shank bit to get something done. Because mm-hmm. really all the shank bit does is apply more pressure and more pain for somebody that's not willing to take the time to train their horse the right way in the first place. And with the Vaquero traditions, going straight up in the spade is a symbol of of how many years of training was put into this horse to be able to put that big old spade bit in their mouth and not have to use it. It's mm-hmm. almost like a showpiece more than a, 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 a piece of, you know, torture gear to get a horse to do something. Because it's not, it's basically just sitting there in their mouth and they're not using their reins, they're using their leg aids and, and the different things that they taught this horse over years to get to that point to be able to carry that spade bit without having to use it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the the few times I've seen people riding with with spade bits, you barely see the reins ever move. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And you know my 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 Aquatechie Pagnio that I use for um, cavalry reenacting. Ninety percent of the time, I'm riding him in a in a Bozelle or a Schnaffle or a Wilpalter when I'm just putzing around or I'm trail riding or whatever. I'll throw a Bozelle on him or a Schnaffle bit or whatever. But he also rides in the in my cavalry bit, which is which is basically an old time shank bit or spade bit type of design. It doesn't have quite the radical, um, you know, spoon and all that stuff in it that a spade bit has. But it has a it has a sweetwater mouthpiece in it, which is a bit of a rise, you know, over the top mm-hmm. of the tongue. Right. And I use that for cavalry enacting because that's what they rode with in the 1860s. Not that I'm using it for any more pressure <laughs> than what I did in a rope halter, but he right. packs it around and he rides in it just the same as he does in a bozelle or a halter or anything else. So it really boils down to it's not this bit or that bit or some other bit. It's a bit more knowledge. It's a bit and more knowledge. There we go. the simplified aspect of it. That's, well, yeah, and um, it and I've we've all seen it. Anybody who, who spends any time as an instructor, the classic case of the uneducated rider using a shank bit because they ride western because that's what they saw john wayne use and that's what's hanging on the rack when they go to the tack shop and walk into the western section and you know the horse has got his head in the stratosphere and his mouth hanging open going you know and you can see the little cloud above his head that's saying please cut this man's arms off before he hurts me yeah exactly So so think about that when you choose the bit well, and or balozal that you use on your horse. You need to match the horse and the rider and the task at hand. All three of those are yep, uh, part exactly. of the equation. And, don't, and you know, don't get caught up in the fantasy that just because, you know, this big-time cowboy rides this, this bridle or this saddle or, or whatever doesn't necessarily mean it's a good combination for you and your horse just to look the part. There we go. As usual, chock-a-block full of common sense, Smokey. Thank you very much. You you got all the common sense that those people we come across in in our travels as horse people, you go, geez, they have no common sense. It all went to you. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. You have an overabundance. I think it was just lost a little bit in the movies these days, that's all. 
Well, thank you very much for spending some time with us again today and answering some listener questions. Uh, how can folks find you online? They can go up on my website at www.smokybranneman.com or they can find me on Facebook. Just type in my name and I'm on there pretty regularly answering questions for folks and throwing up training videos about the colts I'm working on or horses I'm working on and more than happy to talk to folks on there or send me an email or I'm usually around. And but so I don't answer the phone. If I don't recognize your number, I won't answer your phone. <laughs> That's because so you're a cowboy, Smokey. You <laughs> Everybody knows sm- cowboys don't answer the phone. <laughs> I don't usually like talking on the phone unless I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> we we appreciate it. We wait till the end of the day when you're ready to go in and have yourself some dinner and maybe a, a cup of strong coffee, and we try to make it quick. And thanks again, Smokey, and we'll see you around. Oh, you betcha. Right now I'm just sitting out here looking at my pasture, deciding whether I need to mow tonight or not before it gets too dark. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> we'll see you, Smokey. And that's a wrap. To listen to more of Smokey's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and type Smokey in the search field located at the top right-hand corner. And don't forget to support our sponsors on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you through the generous support of equestriancollections.com. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.